FOMO, the fear of missing out. This is a fear that many people around the world relate to and, quite frankly, many people around the world don't relate to. And the differences between those who fear it or relate to this and those who don't spells out the solution for those who do have the fear of missing out. When people fear missing out, they fear that other people will have enriching and rewarding experiences that they will not have, and that not having those experiences or not being a part of it is going to lead to consequences. It is primarily a fear about what someone potentially won't have than it is about what someone wants. Most people who focus on the fear of missing out actually focus on social media, and there wasn't much focus on this fear until the dawn of social media. And this I got a problem with. Why? Because social media did not create the fear of missing out. It simply exacerbated it. It almost acted like a magnifying glass on a shadow that was already there. Now, all of us have egos, right? All of us, when we see social media, are bound to see things people have and experiences that they're going through that we feel like we lack. Because we have a human ego, we suffer from envy. Now, this is very different from the fear of missing out, actually. So everybody could be triggered by social media, but the fear of missing out is much deeper and much more complex. The people who really struggle with the fear of missing out, in fact, struggle with social anxiety. And the patterns that created the social anxiety later in life, as usual, can be found in childhood. Let me explain them to you now. This child is a child who was raised by caregivers who were not actually capable of loving and, let's call it, supporting the unique, authentic individual that this child was. Instead, they were born to parents who saw children more like a ball of clay as something to shape into whatever they decided that they wanted. As a result, when this child went for what they really wanted, there was massive consequences for it or massive perceived consequences. What they met with was disapproval, shaming, and withdrawal. Doing what they wanted led to conflict with people they couldn't afford to be in conflict with. As a result, this child develops a serious fear of disappointing others. They adapt by conforming to the environment. To do this, they have to transplant their own internal guidance system, which is oriented towards feeling good, with other people's guidance and to do this in the name of avoiding consequences. Because we are still in the dark age with regards to love, and in the dark age relative to parenting, it doesn't take an abusive parent to do this. Sometimes the most involved parents are the biggest culprits of this pattern. This child is not enabled or allowed to create their own life in alignment with what feels good, so they have to adapt to and conform and filter that enjoyment into these very limited parameters of what the people in their environment see as right and good. To understand more about this, watch my video titled, Why Follow Your Joy Doesn't Always Work. Basically, they have to make their own joy fit into very strict guidelines and parameters of whatever the parent will approve of. This also gives rise to a kind of powerlessness. Because the child is not really enabled or allowed to create an alignment with what really makes them feel good, no matter what, 
what this child ends up feeling is like they're out of control of creating a life that they want. Instead, they're at the mercy of opportunities. Whether those opportunities are created by their parents or by their peers, they're just lucky to have the opportunity and to take somebody up on it. The next painful layer that is added to this experience is that if they made a decision at any point in alignment with their enjoyment in an opposite direction of what was approved of by the people who they needed approval from, then what they learned, because the consequences were perceived to be so great, is that they can't actually trust themselves. Basically, they tend to project all of the potential horrible things that could happen and their choice tends to trend in the direction of whatever is the most familiar and the safest. Choices scare them. This is why so many people who struggle with FOMO also struggle with indecision. To learn more about this, watch my video titled Indecision, Decisions, and Indecisiveness. There is very little, if any, leniency in these early households for mistake and perceived huge consequences for them, which leads to a terror of regret. People with FOMO have almost zero tolerance for the feeling of regret and no tolerance for the terror that they might regret something. This same disapproval and withdrawal was also given to these children anytime they didn't participate in something the parents themselves wanted them to participate in. Because these caregivers were not particularly mature in their own consciousness, they perceived their child's refusal to participate as a personal rejection. And in fact, they reacted back with a similar form of rejection. Yet again, not being a part of activities and even not being in the know was associated with disapproval, withdrawal, which is loss of connection, and not belonging. So there was pressure to join and be in the know or lose one's place in the family. And then the next layer came, which is that if a child is born into a family where they're seen as something to mold, then the family members themselves aren't going to really adapt to the child. When you have a group of people who are on an outing, all these people have different needs, right? A child gets terrified, for example, in an experience where a parent wouldn't be terrified. But if the parent makes absolutely no accommodation to account for some of the needs the child has and some changes that need to be made in order for the child to feel secure, then this child develops a real fear of experiences. Basically, it leads to anxiety with no way to get anyone to take their needs as a part of their own so as to remedy their discomfort in situations. This leads to the idea that if they do join other people's experiences, they have to codependently go along with everything no matter what. This makes these adventures seem to potentially always unsafe instead of feeling like anything they dislike can be remedied or changed. They feel totally powerless in this way. For this reason, people with fear of missing out don't just fear not going, they also fear going. Yet again, this issue within the social environment gave rise to the very same belief which causes so many of the dysfunctions in our adult life today, which is, you can't have you and have me too. People with FOMO are going to do what is expected of them, and they're going to fit their joy into those parameters of what is expected of them. If doing what is rewarding conflicts with a responsibility or something smarter than fun because it guarantees avoiding consequences, they will choose that. This way of approaching life is a family value they have adopted. People with FOMO are terrified of not being included. They are terrified of disappointing people. 
But this is where the real problem with them comes in. When you grow up, there's so many people to disappoint, isn't there? Now they fear that any time they don't join in or don't participate or aren't in the know on something, they are going to lose that closeness and connection with that person. Now obviously if we have like a hundred people in our lives, that's a hundred opportunities for us to feel like we've lost connection if we're not joining in or participating in something that's going on with that person. The nightmare scenario for somebody with FOMO is being in a situation where they could disappoint a person on one side or on the other side. This is like death to them. Because to them, in this scenario, not going and participating in this means losing this person. So you're basically choosing to be connected by losing someone. Either way you go. Aren't you sick of lose-lose scenarios? Also, since life is full of so many people doing and having so many things and knowing so many things, this also makes it so that people with FOMO tend to have very full plates to not lose closeness with people and to avoid lacking things or the potential of lacking things, you have to do and know and have everything which is impossible for a human. Now you remember how I said that people who do not have the fear of missing out kind of provide the answer for what the solution to FOMO is? Let's explore for a moment the psychology of people who do not struggle with the fear of missing out. People who do not have the fear of missing out have this innate feeling like they can do or be or have whatever they really want. And it seems like absolute insanity to them that not participating in something would mean losing a connection with someone. Because they innately can see that that's not love. What that is is somebody falling in love with their own idea or character. People who do not have the fear of missing out see that the people who disapprove of them for being who they really are don't have lives they would want to emulate anyway. These people also have an attitude of, well, I'm gonna die anyway, so I might as well take a hell of a lot of risks and live my life according to what feels good. But as a result, they like what they have in life. They like what they have created. They feel fulfilled. And when they are participating in the experience of those things that are in their life, they are fully unconditionally present with those things. It's like they are dedicating and committing their entire energy to that thing without ever looking out the window. They tend to go for experiences, for the experience itself, because it is enriching in some way, rather than what that experience gives them, things like social status. And people who do not have the fear of missing out feel empowered in two definitive ways. The first is that they feel empowered to create the life they want according to what really feels good to them, no matter what other people think. This makes them a leader of adventure and the creator of opportunities. If people are doing something cool, the only reason not to go along is if they're going to do something even cooler. And when they do those things, they are fully present with it. Two, and this is really important, people who do not have the fear of missing out don't have this feeling that they have to codependently go along with something once they get into it. So if they say yes to doing something, and it doesn't turn out the way they want it to, they don't have a fear of switching horses midstream, changing things to meet their needs, or dropping the whole thing entirely. This is really important. They're not going to tell themselves any story about themselves if they do that. People who have the fear of missing out because they have all of these negative social experiences feel a great deal of shame in their general feeling and attitudes and behaviors. And so when they don't feel good in a situation, they're going to make that mean something negative about themselves. People that don't have the fear of missing out don't do that. People who do not have FOMO do not live according to obligation. They feel obligation is a trap. 
So all this being said and understood, what should you do if you struggle with the fear of missing out? Step one, face the real root of the social anxiety that you are experiencing. What is this really about? You want to face the wound of not feeling wanted, included, and loved as you are as a person, and not feeling like you were seen, heard, felt, understood, and accommodated in your childhood. Feeling like you could not create your own life by doing what you wanted to do as well. Feeling like the only way to get belonging and closeness and reward was to comply and conform. The wound you are facing is conditional love. Not being able to have yourself without losing them, and having them by losing yourself. If you want to dig deep into this wound, pick a time when you are triggered by the fear of missing out and go deep into that trigger with the completion process. You can learn all about this process and how to do it in my book that is literally titled The Completion Process. Live from love and what you truly want instead of living to avoid consequences. Now, to love something is to take something as part of yourself that is a choice. It is something that is done with our free will. And if we do that with our free will, it doesn't feel out of our control, does it? It feels like something we are deliberately free to choose. Therefore, we don't feel inhibited by including them as part of us. What do I mean by this? When we include something as part of ourselves, suddenly their best interests are a part of our best interests. There's no longer a contradiction between them. Basically, we will want to meet their needs and accommodate them, and if they love us back, they're going to do the exact same. This is the opposite of giving ourselves up for the sake of what other people need so that we can maintain connection with them. This means we can really live our life and really do the things we want without that meaning that we're going to lose people. Three, fear of missing out is a scarcity mentality. If you struggle with FOMO, you feel a shortage of rewarding experiences and you fear opportunities will not come around again. And first and foremost, you do not feel empowered to create rewarding experience. The primary problem that needs to be faced here and admitted to is that if you had actually created a life where you felt completely fulfilled, you wouldn't feel like you were missing out on anything. You wouldn't feel the lack of anything. For example, if you so loved tinkering around in your workshop, you wouldn't feel like you were missing out on anything if you didn't go to the beach. And in fact, if you did go to the beach, you would feel as if you weren't really in alignment with what you really want to be doing. Also, you would know that you could always go to the beach. You need to recognize and see to what degree you are living your life out of obligation. You are living your life according to what you have decided you should do, out of what you've decided is right and good to do, out of what you have decided will keep you connection with people who don't really accept who you are in the first place. You need to see to what degree you have to fit your enjoyment into a box of predefined should and shouldn'ts. This causes a bankruptcy of fulfillment in life. What do you really want that you are avoiding because it creates insecurities in you? What are those insecurities? What has to change in order for you to be willing to change this? Four, you feel out of control and the experiences that you do have and the primary reason for this is because you weren't accommodated. The way to remedy this is to get yourself into situations where when you go into the experience, you don't have to codependently go along with everything. You can make changes that make you feel better in the situations. This means if you're on a trip with somebody and you feel like you need to go to sleep at a specific time, you need to voice that and actually go to sleep at a specific time. 
this really means, first and foremost, that you need to find people in your life who are actually complementary to you, meaning people who are compatible, people who have similar needs, similar preferences. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to plan these trips and have them be actually enjoyable, rather than telling yourself a story about how messed up you are because you don't fit in with what everybody else wants to do. If you hate something, you can leave. If you want it to look a different way, take control and plan the trip so it will feel good to you. Basically, what you need is to have experiences and to find out that you can have the experience and get your needs met at the same time. <laughs> right now, you are in a place where you either don't go and don't have your needs met but feel less anxiety in some ways, or go and feel more anxiety in some ways but keep connection and also don't get your needs met. Like I said, are you sick of lose-lose scenarios yet? Five, you gotta learn how to be afraid. So much of your life is lived to avoid consequences. That is to let fear completely dictate your life. Now what I'm not suggesting that you do is to bulldoze your fear. I'm asking that you become aware of your fear and learn to interact with it. I want you to learn how to caretake it. Don't make an enemy of your desire to be close to others and valued and loved by them. Just learn how to tolerate and caretake your fear. Now the reason this is so important is because what you are doing is living your life as an avoidance strategy instead of living your life according to what you do want. That makes your life a life of resistance. For more information about this and how to overcome the jail that fear can be, pick up a copy of my book or audiobook, The Anatomy of Loneliness, in which I have an entire section dedicated to fear. Six, if you struggle with FOMO, then your basic issue is that your perception is your needs aren't actually being met. For this reason, it is more critical for you to figure out what those deeds are and to meet them directly than almost anything else. You need to be the initiator of your needs being met and the initiator of the creator of the experiences you want. To understand more about this, watch my videos titled Meet Your Needs and How to Meet Your Unmet Needs. 7. Choose to do things for the experience itself, not for something that that experience gets you. If you're one of these people who has a high degree of social anxiety because your life is an avoidance strategy, you're constantly trying to do things to gain that social acceptance or social closeness to stay safe socially. This means you have to learn to live your life according to what feels good instead of trying to get people to perceive you in a certain way. I understand that this strategy was in fact necessary for you to get that kind of closeness and security in your family growing up, but is this really the world you want to perpetuate? Don't take that photo at that amazing destination and post it because you want other people to see the awesome thing you're doing. Take that photo after really enjoying the amazing destination because you want to remember it always. Don't get that degree because of how it will make others treat you. Get it because you really want it for you. Don't buy that pair of designer jeans because it's a symbol of wealth. Wear what you love to wear. Don't marry that person because of how they make you look to others. Marry because that relationship really fills you up inside. Don't take that job because it's practical or gives you status. Do the things that fill you with purpose and passion. FOMO is first and foremost a desire to experience something because of the fear of what you will potentially lack, rather than a genuine desire for what you hope to gain. Go for deeper fulfillment that nourishes your soul. 8. No one, and this includes you, can be everywhere, knowing everything, and having everything, all the time. But let's be honest, if you have the fear of missing out, this is your actual expectation. So I want you to get this. You're going to have to let go of this idea because you will fail. 
So one thing that you need to accept if you have the fear of missing out is you will always be missing out on something. And that is true for every one of us. Part of what is really fueling this is that you are constantly comparing yourself to other people. This comparison thinking is not only making you feel like you lack everything, it's also making you feel like you have no belonging. To learn a solution to this, watch my videos titled Belonging and How to Belong and Instant Belonging. Slow down. Don't multitask. When you are doing something and you're experiencing something you do have, really unconditionally be present with this. You gotta focus on that thing instead of focusing on what you could be doing, on what you could have instead. Basically, you have to see that the majority of your focus is on what you lack instead of on what you have. Now, those of you who understand the law of attraction can already see the problem there. And think about it this way. What would you feel like if somebody in your life was spending time with you, but constantly thinking while they were spending time with you about the things they're missing out on by being with you? That sucks. The things you're doing and do have in your life deserve more of your focus and devotion. Now here's the thing. Appreciation and gratitude are the opposite of this lack condition that creates FOMO. Therefore, more practice of appreciation and gratitude will bring you out of this fear of missing out. It is human nature to want to be included, close, and connected with people. This is our nature. Being left out feels like hell. Feeling like we do lack or potentially will lack something we need feels like hell. Feeling that because we lack something we are less than others feels like hell. Feeling like our belonging or closeness in people's lives is dependent upon us doing everything and being everything and knowing everything feels like hell. But here's the thing. Living our life from a space of avoidance is in fact the biggest kind of hell. So, if you can just accept that you and everyone on this earth will always be missing out on something, there's always going to be something they don't have, some experience they aren't having, something they feel they lack. And if you can just focus your attention on the things that really bring you joy, being completely present when you do them, and of course, filling your life with people who love that about you, who don't want you to conform to their idea of what they want you to be, then the fear of missing out will begin to diminish. Have a good week.